Hello, 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 dear Starshines. Welcome to another week of the Lunchtime Chats. Come on in. Let me know you're coming in. Let me know you're here. Um, I might have some chat issues. So, um, uh, oh, where's my phone? Maybe Beverly can, can let me know. Go ahead and say hi. Uh, for those of you who are new, my name is Christina and I'm an acceleration expert. That is consciousness acceleration. And we are here to talk about those topics and issues that are significant for us star seeds, way showers, and new paradigm visionaries. Ah, thank you, Beverly. Thank you, thank you. And um, we have capacities that are different than our larger human family. Therefore, we have very different perspectives to the kinds of things that are happening on this, in this reality, on this planet, however you want to look at it, during this time of chaos and change. So I'm here to give, to the best of my ability, a liber liberated perspective to these pieces that, that maybe we don't know what to do with or maybe cause turmoil or chaos and we're not able to find our, our inner unity or settle into some um, degree of truth for ourselves within this. So welcome, everybody. Uh, today or this week is just ratcheting up more and more intensities. Um, and, you know, we've got this. We do. We've got this. I'm, I've been asked to talk about a couple things. Uh, one of them is the, um, the Ring of Fire Eclipse that's coming up this Saturday. And also um, just talk a little bit about uh, collective grids, dragon consciousness, and uh, the kinds of conflicts that are that are um, that have broken out over the past week. So I'll talk about those things. And if there's other pieces that come up and you guys want me to throw them in, go ahead, put them in the, in the comments and I'll, I'll address them. So <clears throat> ring of fire, let's talk about ring of fire. Uh, so I first heard this term ring of fire not that long ago. And my first thought went to the ring of fire in the Pacific Ocean. <laughs> okay. And this is um, a ring of underwater uh, volcanoes and fault lines that are in the Pacific Ocean and uh, are on the floor of the Pacific Ocean. And, uh, and that's where my mind went when I heard ring of fire. And then uh, so I listened with some curiosity to a couple clips that were sent to me. And really what they're talking about, the ring of fire, is referring to a total solar eclipse, which those of us have been around for a while, we've seen total solar eclipses. And that's when the moon is perfectly in the center of the sun. And there's a circle of light that's around that. And that circle of light, if you look directly at it, is so intense, it'll harm your eyes. And, uh, and then, you know, then you have your reflection apparatuses to see the eclipse with your naked eye. Uh, and there are certain areas of the country where this, where this is visible in the sky at the time that it happens. I'm told it's about a 120-mile um, uh, bandwidth uh, or width of, of, a, of visibility that goes across um, what, wherever it's going to go across. And in this case, it's going across the western part of the United States through Texas into the Yucatan Peninsula. And, uh, and it will keep going down through parts of, I think, South America. So <clears throat> someone asked me, is this really the most significant cosmic event of the entire year? <laughs> you know, and 
and I'm going to say yes, and there's a few reasons why, and it might be beyond just regular astrology, but, um, but we need to look at the themes here. If you guys, if, when you think about this year, the kinds of things that have been coming up for healing for you, um, what's been coming up? What are, what are the pieces that been needing, that's been um, beckoning for forgiveness? What, what kinds of themes are your ancestors bringing to you? What sorts of uh, pieces, revelations have happened where, um, where you've had a major epiphany? Uh-oh, uh-oh, sorry, I have to put this down for one second. I have the wind that's about to take my door. Hold on one second. <laughs> okay, sorry about that. Uh, so, <clears throat> hello, hello. All right, so, so let's go back and reflect on the year so far, what's been going on. Now, I have the benefit, I mean, I have my personal work that I've, of course, been doing, but I have the benefit of working with many um, empath psychic intuitives from, from um, around the planet. Most of them right now are in the Western Hemisphere, but um, there was a significant time when we had a lot of uh, people in the Eastern, Southeastern Hemisphere. So I had the benefit of seeing like a, a eagle's view of the kind of healing going on for for the collective and uh the main themes were healing the split the the split between divine masculine divine feminine the um the conflicts that happen between male female consciousness and there has been a lot a lot a lot of opportunities to heal our inner masculine wounding and this, you can also speak about this archetypally. Now, this year was really significant because we had um, this healing happen. And then we also had our nodes change, our lunar nodes. So lunar nodes, what this is, is that, you know, the, the, the moon has an ecliptic and there's a north node and a south node. We call them nodes, but really in ancient teachings, it's called the dragon's head and the dragon's tail. Now, let's talk about dragons for a minute, dragon consciousness. Now, there's a lot of talk about dragons lately. Um, those of us, you know, we've been waking up to this for years and years and years. And I first encountered uh, deep teachings about dragons back in the early 2000s with one of the immortal masters that was in my life at the time. And she described dragons as um, keepers of all that the cosmic mother, all that the, all that is has to forget in order to experience individuation. Okay. So there's, we talk about this great forgetting, right? And this is in nesting dolls. There's many layers in nesting dolls and realities that this forgetting happens. And in, in this case, it's forgetting our, eternal our unbreakable connection to creation this is this is these are the jewels that the dragons um guard and as you learn to shift your frequency and ripen your consciousness for expansion you are granted access to reclaiming some of these jewels from the sacred dragons now this was many years ago, and I believe she started this work in the 80s with dragon consciousness. So it was pretty quite extraordinary that, um, that she was even at that point. But uh, <clears throat> so there's that level of dragon consciousness. 
But then as we go further and our minds ripen, our souls ripen to expand further into reclaiming our remembering, we start to realize that we inside of us are very... Um, uh, soul blueprint, so to speak, embodies certain levels of dragon consciousness, of, of cosmic creation consciousness. And this is closely, closely connected into the elemental realm, the cellular intelligence of the atomic intelligence within our bodies. Um, there's many people in light body that work with elemental beings. And, uh, and when you start going to working with the actual elements themselves, they are, the veil is very, very thin between elemental consciousness uh, and cosmic consciousness. They, they are pretty much, once you get in there, they're one and the same. So when you're working with the elements, the pure element, or if you're working with very, um, I'll just say advanced elemental consciousness, you are tapping into, you're getting um, reorganized inside yourself to work directly with cosmic consciousness. And this is how your inner dragon wakes up. And we have different nesting dolls of dragon consciousness because everything that we see in this matrix, in, in the natural world or whatever, everything we see is built on this baseline of cosmic creative force. Okay. So <clears throat> this, this is significant because there's many of us waking up to these levels and they're becoming active inside of ourselves. Therefore, they're becoming active within the, the um, energy lines of the planet. They're becoming active within the grid systems of the planet. And these cycles that we have going on celestially, planetarily, uh, on a heliosphere level, on a galactic level and beyond, all these cycles are are moving and they uh they offer opportunities so the eclipse coming up this saturday is offering an opportunity where there is a direct i mean without hindrances without distortions there is direct portal access to what some might call gnosis consciousness know thyself consciousness so you, it's an opportunity to claim and know who you are on a much deeper level expanded level deeper level one and the same and it's all through the flavor the cycles of um the uh, the energies that are surrounding it in this case in the western world in the ego driver world that kind of thing it's aries and libra now the eclipse that happened um, in April is now getting reactivated. So all those energies that we were working in April, guys, <laughs> okay, all those energies we were working in April, which was, um, you know, another eclipse in Aries. Uh, so the Aries Libra axis was getting activated. And, uh, and now Mars was coming around and hitting those same um, nodal points. So we have not just the energy from this eclipse, this cycle, this eclipse cycle, but it's carrying the momentum of the energy from April. Okay. So think about what we were working on in April. Try to, if you have a journal, it's a great, you know, go back and look at what your dreams were saying, what were, what was happening inside of you, what was happening in your outer world. This is really important because now that's getting fired up and that energy is getting 
all the insights, all the healing, everything that happened, all the beautiful forgiveness and pieces that happened during that time, all that momentum is going to assist you in accessing this gateway that's happening in, on Saturday. Okay. Now, if you were um, perhaps in total chaos all this year and you weren't able to get to forgiveness and to heart opening into your deep feeling centers, it's going to, you know, it's going to compound with this particular eclipse. But if you, if you were working it and you were, you were doing your inner work and you were offering yourself and others forgiveness and you were saying, saying true you know, removing the blind spots to your truth and you're doing all this work, then that beautiful, lovely um, energy of grace, of harmony, of love, compassion, that's like a, a wave to assist you with doing, going even deeper during this eclipse. And this is all in the flavor of Aries and Libra. Okay. Now, Aries, as you guys know, is the god of war, right? Well, in the past has been told to be the God of war because this infiltration has been going on a long time. Um, but there's those of us, especially in the Academy, we've been working with the energies of Aries and Mars a lot, a lot, a lot. And we're coming to this place where the consciousness of the planetary being of Mars is shifting its harmonic to be the holder of divine masculine, not the God of war. So there's this, there's this shift that's happening little by little, wave by wave of transforming the um, divine masculine expression to use its energy towards being in alignment in harmony with, um, with virtuous masculine frequencies, consciousness, rather than the warring consciousness. Now, these are cycles that are possible because we are bringing these to these pieces. And, you know, all these energies are alive inside of us. We alchemize them inside of us and we begin to see the shift on the outside. And when we get together in groups and do this, it's even more powerful. So the nodes shift from Aries to Libra. And of course, this eclipse is also Aries and Libra. So this is, so there's this building of energy. Okay. So the powers that be, let's go to the powers that be, that manipulate things and cause war and plant false timelines. Because really, this is all a, a last-ditch effort, a desperate effort to hijack timelines. And timelines are so malleable. They're very, very malleable. We, we, we feel like it's like a trajectory that's very difficult to change, but it's actually very easy to change. Especially when we are waking up to the different levels of our dragon consciousness, when we're waking up to different levels of who we are beyond the human experience, going beyond the galactic mind into the cosmic realms. This is where the reality, the dream seeds happen in those realms. And then we bring them into this realm through the embodiment of consciousness and our actions and our motivations and stuff like this. So this is a monumental opportunity for us to retake back the timelines going towards peace, going towards um, uh, abundance, wellness, clean water, you know what I mean? A harmony among all, all of humanity. You know, this is a major opportunity for us, but the powers that be want to keep us on this, on this false timeline of Armageddon. Okay. Now we've been programmed with Armageddon for decades and decades and decades and this is, you know, those Mad Max scenarios. This is, you know, I just watched the other night, Terminator, the very first Terminator. You guys remember that came out in 84. I remember watching that when I was a kid. You know, monumental 
um, monumental influence those movies have because they are planting our, you know, planting the idea of nuclear fallout, plant, planting the idea of um, the, the extinction of humanity, you know, planting all these ideas. And it went from wars back to natural disasters, especially around the 2012 game, right? Because the, they're planting the seeds that, you know, the earth is against you, she's your enemy, and she's going to shake us off all shake us all off like fleas you know <laughs> but these are all whether we agree with it or not whether we believe it or not doesn't matter it's the influence that it has on our focus and our thoughts and feelings okay so thoughts and feelings are what manifest timelines especially when you have a collective of people focused on particular thoughts and feelings so this um so the war machine going on right now that just broke out in the in the Middle East, you know, this was a highly calculated planned event. They have been the matrix that be, you know, they have been preparing for this shift of consciousness for a very long time. And, you know, way back in the day, you know, my guidance was is that, you know, 20% of the planet at the time, this was I don't know, about 10 years ago, 10, 15 years ago, 20% of the planet were star seeds and 20% of that 20% was going to wake up. And then moving in further into the future, um, they were showing me that 80% of the children coming to this planet are star seeds and that 80% of them are going to wake up. It's going to be a really, you know, so it's like there is a massive wave of, of conscious awakening happening and the only way for them to really to hijack that is to steal our focus, to steal our focus on these things. And as we steal our, as we, our focus gets steered in what they want us to look at and we have thoughts and feelings, of course, genocide tragedy is awful. You know, killing, dropping bombs on people is awful, but this is all, you know, to get us to manifest, continue manifesting these false timelines. The natural rhythms the natural rhythms are calling for, for peace, for awakening, for responsibility, for proper custodianship of this planet and each other. Okay, that's what the, the natural cycles are, are um, the planetary cycles, solar cycles are calling for. And this all um, got the big window of opportunity that shifted all this was back in 1987. There was something called, it was another eclipse, there was something called the harmonic convergence. In 1987, in elders and uh, people awake to these levels all over the planet, millions of people got together and did a mass meditation, and their heart call went out for peace. Their heart call, their heart call went out for peace, and that is what has that they retook. They retook the voice, the collective voice of our realm and put it on the track to peace, okay? And there was another eclipse back in 2003 where they called it the harmonic concordance, and that was where that intention got doubled down <clears throat> by even more people, even more people, even more, millions and millions of people. This time we're a lot more awake and we're calling in for peace, calling in for the awakening of proper custodialship of the Pachamama, calling for the effort to wake each other up to to bring our reality back into harmony with humans again or i should say it the other way humans coming back into harmony with reality with the natural world with 
with creating clean water and clean air and uh, abundance for all life and, you know, stuff like this. So, you know, these, these cycles compound on each other and things, of course, you know, get more and more intense because there is a force in our collective field that's fighting this. Okay. And the force in the collective field is what a lot of us refer to as the matrix or the forces that be, you know, that kind of thing. So, so this particular eclipse is a monumental opportunity to take advantage of those portals. Now, I was alive in 87, and I remember I was young, and I had a, a really profound moment playing in my yard, in my front yard at the time. And I remember thinking, it, it was weird, I was young, and these were thoughts that a young person doesn't have, but I remember thinking, there's going to be hope on this planet. There's going to be hope in this place, you know, and, and, you know, I'm just, you know, <laughs> I was pretty young, but yeah, that was a moment of, I was looking at the grass. I was looking at my feet on the grass and, you know, I just had that thought like, wow, there's hope for humanity here. And I have no idea, you know, logically why that thought was there, but it was, it was a heart. It was a heart acknowledgement deep inside my soul. I knew that there's hope for humanity here. You know, and that's what was breaking through the surface to my consciousness. So, and then, so when 2003 rolled around, it was like, I knew, I knew, you know, all of my being. And of course we did um, fire ceremony for that. And I actually, it was a whole week long of fire ceremonies. They're all over the world, these fire ceremonies. And I mean, hundreds and hundreds of people I personally had connections with doing these ceremonies, you know, so, um, so we absolutely have a say in what happens in this world. Uh, I don't want you guys to forget about that. Regardless of the chaos, this chaos is all a manifestation of the distortions that are happening here, you know, that we're alone, that we're disconnected, that we're powerless, this despair stuff. This is all stuff coming to the surface for us to alchemize. And as we alchemize this, this outer shift is going to alchemize. And the polarities are just going to get more and more extreme much more extreme. It doesn't mean that it's not working. The more extreme the polarities get, it's actually showing us that it is working because the darker it gets, that means the opposite, even the lighter the opposite is. Okay. So we uh, get bombarded with all this bad news, bad information, well, purposely to distort our perceptions, but but really the darker it gets, the opposite of that, the, it, the, the lighter, the brighter. And us, as humans in a bio, you know, infinite beings in a bio suit, it's up to us to harmonize these polarities and, and bring in a relationship of complementary opposites, which is what the journey of the uni unification of divine masculine and feminine is. It's the reharmonization of complementary opposites. So, <clears throat> so they're calling this the ring of fire eclipse because it's a total solar eclipse okay it's not necessarily um specific to you know the ring of fire in the um, pacific ocean though it because of the dragon levels of consciousness because of the energy lines because of all these different um collective grids that we have going on it will impact geologically Absolutely. And we've already been having that, you know, but this is just another level, another angle, another um, rec level of recognition. So we've been on this journey of healing 
our divine masculine for doing our ancestral work, for giving the father archetype, bringing in, um, you know, bringing in forgiveness and alchemy to our ancestors. We're doing all these things and this is poising us to be on a wave of forgiveness and compassion for what's coming up in this next eclipse cycle. So what happens is that our blind spots are so intense. We, it could be looking at us right in the face and we won't see it. That's how intense our blind spots are. So this wave, this inertia will, can help us get past the blind spots and just really dial in and focus on what our intent is. What is in our heart? What is in our heart call? You know, really dial that in. And then we don't necessarily need, we will get the confirmation in different ways, but we don't need the, conf the confirmation in order to take more steps forward because we're dialed in with our focus and our intent. And we have this wave of love, compassion from the ancestral realms, spiritual realms and beyond. So we have, we are poised to really, to really make a big difference during this eclipse. We are poised to reclaim these dragon levels of consciousness. Okay. So the other thing I need to talk about is dragons. Dragons have also like the, the saints, the different um, awakened beings in our history um, that have experienced dismemberment. Our dragons have dis have experienced dismemberment. So what happens is that, you know, a tail will get cut off, a head will get cut off, a leg will get cut off, a heart will get cut out and then replaced with something artificial inorganic. And, and this is the other part of this process is seeing through the, seeing through what the inorganic influences are in our subconscious and reconnecting that with the organic truth of things. And the cosmic mother is, it, it doesn't, how do I say this? <clears throat> the cosmic mother gives us everything we need to do what it is that is in our spiritual truth to do. We are given everything we need before we do it. We don't earn, we don't earn the right to do it. We don't earn the, the, you know, we don't have to earn anything or achieve any benchmark in order to be deserving of all the gifts that we need to facilitate these pieces. This is an important thing because our conditioning is that we have to we have to be a good human, which means we have to do A, B, and C, and then we have to do this, and then we have to do that in, in order to be in alignment, in order to be true, in order to be this or that. And that's not how Cosmic Mother operates. She gives us everything, absolutely everything we need. We are perfect just as we are, even within our flaws. All we need to do is know, be willing to know, wanting to know, have the desire to be in our truth. That's all. That's all. Now, there's all this other spiritual practices and teachings and all this other stuff, which is all great, you know, but it's not it's not necessary. I mean, I've had conversations with people who are total atheists and, and they're really awake. <laughs> they're really awake to things, you know, with no spiritual practice whatsoever. They're just a, a, a reflective, observant human being that cares about the truth, you know, so it doesn't you don't have to be in a deep spiritual anything in order to to really claim your sovereignty in this reality. So, um, all right, there's another piece in here. Which, which, oh, okay. So we have all this healing of the divine masculine that we've been doing. And it's, and it's really supporting this process. And 
as the divine masculine heals inside of us, the divine feminine, of course, rises. And then that internal union just gets stronger and stronger and stronger. So same immortal master I'm going to refer to. She talked a lot about alchemizing and how we are trained to treat the polarity with the opposite polarity. So for example, war. So when we, when we see war and we pray for peace, what we're doing is bringing in stronger polarity. Okay. So she says there needs to be a third element. The third element is what allows movement. When you have just polarities and no fulcrum or no, you know what I mean? There, it's like you can't end war by praying for peace. Okay, because it just because you're bringing in more of that polarity. So really, the the thing to focus on, if if it is peace that you want to warring things inside or or whatever, it's to the key is forgiveness. Pray for forgiveness, and forgiveness is the magic elixir to war transforming into peace. Okay. So I feel like this is important, especially when we're in working with our own internal battle, you know, we, so say you, you're journeying inside of yourself and you have this shadow piece that's really angry and bitter and wants to destroy and all this stuff. I mean, for you to say, Hey, this is wrong. You can't do that. You're not going, you're not alchemizing that piece. You're making that piece wrong and they're not going to, it's not going to engage with you or you'll get walled off or something like this. This is, we do these things inside of ourselves. We're vast, vast beings, all of this stuff we're embodying. So when you get to a piece of you that thinks it's really right in the way it is, and another piece of you that thinks it's really right in the way it is, and they're not congruent, they're not working together, telling one they need to accept the other is not going to do anything. It's just going to tighten the grip. No, I'm right. I know I'm right. <laughs> okay. I have the right to be, have my feeling, you know, this kind of thing. But if you bring in the flames of cosmic mother, the flames of forgiveness, okay, I see you, I accept you. You are forgiven completely for the harm that is perceived be, to be caused here right and you bring this into the equation then these pieces are going to soften up because deep down we all want to come home we all want to come home and home is a feeling it's a frequency it's not a location it's a frequency all right i'm going to pause here and check in check in hello darling good samantha good to see you darling joanne nice to see you it's been a while hope you're well um tasha hello hello yeah the energies are intense aren't they all right um someone i know has been calling them the powers that were <laughs> that's a wonderful way to say it powers that were all right joanne goes on to say we had a group of many um okay there's type oh she was there for the har harmonic convergence yes we had we had t-shirts made and the celebration. It was absolutely very powerful. Yes, thank you for that. And, you know, beings, uh, different councils, different galactic cosmic beings still refer to that moment. They refer to the convergence, that that was the moment that all of the universes, the multiverses got the message that humanity is calling for peace, okay, that the Pachamama her children are all calling for are calling for peace that was such so so just so you guys know that 
you know, there's beings that we're all in contact with, whether we realize it or not, <laughs> you know, and when they reflect these things to us, it's, it's a major teaching to realize our power, you know, and among other things. All right, your sister Luna Rio says, hold on, hold on. I was called to Delphi this summer where Apollo killed Gaia's dragon, P Pythia. Wow. And claimed himself as Oracle. I feel I was there to do some healing of that dragon line in the belly button of the earth. Wow. That's potent stuff. Yeah. Very good. Um, you know, the elders that I worked with, well, I still work with, especially in spirit, they talk about, you know, the different embodiments, these, these major turning, major events that happen at these key points in the planet. And it's true. It's like, um, it influences the entire grid. These different things that happen in these key points. So what you're talking about with Delphi, I mean, Delphi plays out within the subconscious of so many starseeds, so many people that I've worked with around the planet. Um, the, the take the, the hijacking of the oracles, you know, that was a major turning point for the, for the hijacking of consciousness grids. <clears throat> and then uh, there's, they also talk about, um, these are the sacred dream masters that I've worked with. They talk about the, the mountains, the Andes Rockies are actually one massive mountain range, which the Kundalini of the Pachamama life force energy, it doesn't need to Kundalini is specific to Vedic teachings, but they talk about the life force energy travels of the of the Pachamama travels up and down that mountain range and it goes from the southern tip of South America all the way up into Alaska and the North Pole and that there's energy waves there's rhythms of energy that move up and down these mountains and you know when I heard that it really clicked for me because later on when it was time for me to grow exponentially even further on my path the universe, the universes, my spirit brought me to the Rocky Mountains where I actually got to do lots and lots of ceremony with the mountain consciousnesses here. And there is a, you know, there's definitely something very magical going on in this chain of mountains. It's like uh, the dreams, which the dreams changed the, you know, there's a lot of things that changed. And I also started to hear the prayers of elders and even in other people that I knew, I can hear their prayers in the winds when I would go for walks with my dog and stuff like this. So, so um, what I'm saying with this is that when you have um, energetically active places, you know, there's this interconnectedness that's especially available to us as we heal our wounds, as we, as we shed these blind spots and we're all, all connected. And, you know, some people try some some narratives twist this into you know be be mindful, be scared of hive mind, but that that's that's a distortion to really what this is all about. Um, here, before I go down that rabbit hole, let me see one more thing. There's one more comment here. Thanks for the point of being stuck by praying for polarity. I hadn't realized the larger purpose of forgiveness. Oh yeah, thank you, thank you. Yes, forgiveness is the great elixir. And I don't mean narcissistic forgiveness, like fake forgiveness. Now you have to forgive them. No, 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 no. This is a heartfelt spiritual alchemy. It's elixir that comes from your spirit and touches with the spirit of others. And in that we wake up, we release things that we're holding on to. 
because forgiveness is a force. It's an energy like truth. Truth is an energy. It's very potent. Okay. So this, um, highly energized in our interconnectedness and hive mind. So a lot of the narratives use uh, the example of ant colonies or use the example of bees to describe hive mind. And, and it wasn't until I actually took beekeeping classes and, and actually my partner was taking them and I went a few times just to learn about this because it was interesting. What I realized is that the, that example of beehive is not a good example because <clears throat> they are all working for the same in the same direction and bees aren't zombies. They're not zombies just mindlessly doing their thing. What it is is that there's a our harmonic rhythm coming out of the queen that they designate because they'll, they'll actually make their own queen if if one is not introduced that's har that's harmonic with the species you know there's this harmonic rhythm and they all time themselves to be within this harmonic rhythm now there are bees that maybe don't do that and they leave and they don't come back <laughs> you know they, that's it they just leave and don't come back so. They all have their, their yes to their, their, the, the role that they're in resonance with to serve the larger collective, in which case it's the, the collecting of honey and the, the tending of the nurturing of the next generation. And of course, keeping the queen strong because she's the one who embodies that main rhythm. So it's a collective cooperation. It's not a, you know, drones just mindlessly doing their thing with no, with no energy of their own. That's not, that's not true. And the elementals also teach about collective uh, grids and how they are organizing forces to consciousness. And that's a really important thing to understand. Grids are organizing forces to our consciousness so we have a light body in our, in our bodies that's the organizing force of our life force and our physical body. So it actually, all the ways that we live, all the ways that, all the opportunities, all the ways we're going to say yes, all the ways we're going to say no, the how we're going to die, the kinds of sicknesses we get, the kinds of um, uh, things that we fulfill, that's all within our light body. And that's an organizing force to our system. So a grid is a much larger organizing force to the overall system. And these events that happen on key points of these grids are an effort to put poisons of conflict into these grid systems. And now these grid systems become infiltrated and they are subconsciously informing our behavior. Okay, so this piece about Delphi, that was a major blow to the sacred mother consciousness. Okay, and then you have these different genocides, major poisonings. Another very interesting fact, and this is what I learned when we went to Bosnia. Actually, it's Bosnia and Herzegovina. It's one, one, one country. Um, there's a Catholic side and a Muslim side. And Bosnia is the Muslim side. This is also where the... Um, Bosnian pyramids are. Now you go to Wikipedia and they totally knock the Bosnian pyramids as being a hoax, but I'm telling you, I've been there. It's the real freaking deal. It's absolutely the real deal. 
how they get away with saying that just shows you the controllers at work, right? And what's interesting is that it's in a valley, beautiful valley called Visoko. And Visoko used to be the center of the Ottoman Empire where all of the royalty would get coronated. So there was a temple there that's in ruins now, but there was a temple there that was the coronation temple for the ruins or um, for the um, for the royalty. And uh, Visoko is also a place where three rivers come together into one into one vortex and the riverbeds are actually these they did they did a study on this are the riverbeds the um um port there's actually porcelain sheets in the bed of the river so as the water goes over it it tumbles the water which is highly is making the water highly charged and so these three riverbeds these three rivers come together with highly charged consciousness consciousness um, held water right and that is the center of where the bosnian pyramid is which is actually one of five pyramids of the valley and um and i'm, I'm tying this in here to the hijacking um grids and consciousness here <clears throat> now if you guys remember in 94 there was a conflict the Bosnian conflict where the U.S. went and I think Clinton was was the president at the time. The U.S. went and got involved as on a peacekeeping mission. Well, what we weren't told that happened, this was uh, ethnic cleansing. This is the Christians against the Muslims. OK, a battle that's been going on for thousands and thousands of years. If you guys recall more history, if you recall the um, the Great Crusades, this is a battle archetypally that's been going on for a long long time thousands of years guys thousands of years uh even before like 2000 bc before the 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 that um the the christ consciousness was born here on this planet so what they did was that they collected thousands of people from the villages all around thousands of muslims from all around i think it was like 15,000 something like this which is saying something cuz it's a sparsely populated area and they separated out the the women children and men and without getting too graphic cuz it was really 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 um jarring to hear the story they just they killed them all they tortured and killed them all in in their groups and that was all in the center of the village right on that nodal point where those rivers came together and where these grids were being were anchored in by a very um uh potent dragon consciousness it was a tail of his consciousness that was to come online so what they did was that hijacked that tail from coming online the dragon tail from that consciousness from coming online and 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 spreading harmonic frequencies not just through the energy lines but also through the pyramids of that valley and you know there's a lot there's a lot of layers here of the impacts that that happened but you know this has been going on for a long time and they need to do these wars these battles these this bloodshed because the momentum of the natural cycles are so potent that you know, they, they their only real grip is to influence what we focus on, you know, influence our state of being, and poison these grids. You know, really, if you know, if technology was to end today, right? Humans would still exist. We would still create a way to live. We would do that because that's what we do. 
And we would now be focused on what's good for our immediate surroundings, no longer, you know, the larger, the larger vast expanse. We have this program going on inside of us from movies that it's Armageddon, it's Mad Max and all this stuff. But that's not necessarily true. That's not necessarily true. That's a program. And, you know, there are more and more of people like us than we realize. I mean, there's this whole number about 144,000. I, I, I don't really buy that. Actually, I don't buy that at all. <laughs> 144,000. And it's really, that's, you know, to me, that, I feel like that's just a frequency that they're trying to don't have good words to pin, to point at, you know, to, to vocalize things and understanding. There's millions of us. There's millions and millions and mil hundreds of millions of us, guys. And we're not alone. There's many, many beings who are like us that are awake and aware, that are doing their personal work and are contributing into this collective. We are retaking this reality for sure. It's just a really bumpy ride getting there. And uh, this, um, this, these cycles of the nodes from, you know, going from, uh, was it Taurus and Scorpio into Aries and Libra is a, a piece that um, for us to work in our favor. And then we have these eclipse cycles that we got also used to our favor, you know, take advantage of these doorways so we can pull more of our unified divine consciousness into our being and start informing us on a deep subconscious level and then start reinforming the grids that we also live within. Grids work through harmonic or by frequency matching. So if you're resonating with a particular feeling thought form, the energy, the consciousness of those grids will start coming in. Um, and if you're not in a resonance with the thought forms within those grids, then they don't come in. You're, you're not as affected. Now, and this is important because we want to reclaim our subconscious. We want to reclaim our sovereignty. You know, we're not just drones. I mean, and that term NPC is kind of implying drones. We're not just drones. We are infinite beings in a biosuit with a very highly sophisticated intelligence if we tap into it. Cosmic intelligence, uh, you know, intelligence that, that is specifically geared to work with Mother Nature in a, in a magical, alchemical way. As we wake up to that and really live those rhythms, those frequencies, we're not as susceptible to the, the poison within these grids. And as we do this as a collective, we actually reclaim these grids completely, right? We reclaim them. <clears throat> let's see where are we at okay oh my gosh already <laughs> oh boy oh boy oh boy so there was a there was an eclipse before this one that was pretty potent in the united states and that was in 2017 august 2017 and that eclipse pretty much went right across this, the the country it's like almost kind of splitting the country in half and I say this because I was I was in the desert at the time. I was in the Nevada desert when that um, eclipse was going on, and it was really powerful. I just saw all these rainbow codes and unicorn grids and um, the Sasquatch and the Yeti. There was all these beings that were participating. I was actually taken to this beautiful lake where there's this massive city of light there. And, you know, it's just things were popping, popping, popping. And I was in an altered state for weeks after that. Um, and I was called to go to, of all places, Burning Man <laughs> that year. Actually, I was on my way to, I was, I got on, I was on a builder crew. Or anyway, I was on, I was there going 
that direction um, early to be in this building crew. And um, I hated it, by the way. I, I was not down with, I did not enjoy Burning Man. And, but I was there because I had all these, you know, I had all these grids inside of me and I was, you know, reinforming things, but I couldn't wait to leave. You know, I was waiting until for them to give me the nod to leave. Cause I was just like, man, it was like sex, drugs, rock and roll. I mean, I got a major edu education. I had no idea the kinds of drugs that are out there these days. And then the level of, um, yeah, anyway, I'll just say debauchery and all that other stuff. It was just kind of, you know, it took a, a beautiful, creative, magical field. And then, you know, of course, like everything else, put poisons in there of disempowerment. And I mean, the demon action was super strong, all kinds of things. And then um, then you had jets busting the sound barrier that was also going on. I mean, it was it was very interesting mayhem. But all that was planting things into this eclipse energy. It was planting division. It was planting all these things within this eclipse energy. And, you know, and I was like kind of on the front lines of holding these frequencies inside of myself and then experiencing all this division, division, division. So, I mean, of course, there's my inner division, all that stuff. Um, and that was also the first year that someone ran into the fire at Burning Man. So that was a major traumatic event for a lot of people. I, my guidance told me to leave the day before. So I left the day before that, that burning happened. So I, I, I missed that part of the, of the trauma drama, which I was grateful for. Um, but the reason why I'm saying this is because just to, if you guys can think back on how even the, 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 the matrix controllers took advantage of that doorway, that doorway was necessary in order for them to facilitate what they facilitated, you know, in 2020. So these eclipse cycles are potent, very, very potent. And I'm, I'm hopefully you guys are going to walk away realizing that you do make a difference and, and you're going to uh, organize yourself in such a way where you can at least spend, you know, 10, 15 minutes really focusing on what you want and what's important, you know, um, you know, knowing yourself on such on a deeper, deeper level and pulling those frequencies to you pulling that timeline reality to you. Okay. Cause as we all do this, we pull this, we pull this realm into the timeline reality of, of what we want, which is peace, tranquility, clean air, clean water, abundance for all life, you know, and I'm sure there's, there's more on your list. So, um, that was one. And then we're going to, this cycle, by the way, is going to be followed up with another eclipse in April. So this cycle is snowballing. It started in April. It's, you know, it's hitting more places here in October. And then that's going to continue to snowball into the eclipse in April. And, um, and really Ray Ellen and our, our, our light bodies uh, resident astrologer, she's been talking about this for quite some time. And um, I'm sure she'll have a lot more to say as we get um, further in. Um, right now she's really, on the whole, um, really uh, digesting all the encodements coming from the sun. Oh, 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 that's the piece I have to bring in here. <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. I forgot about it. <clears throat> and that is these encodements coming from the sun. And then you have the moon coming right in front of the sun, right? That means you, with your intention and your awareness, you can actually pull these encodements to pass through the frequency of the moon 
reinform the moon, you know, and then and then come forward. So it's reinforming your subconscious. The moon influence our waters. The moon has a lot of well, there's stabilizing aspects of the moon and there's hijacked aspects of the moon. But what I'm saying is that these encodements coming from the, our sun, we can pull them right through the frequency of the moon and reorganize the what's happening, the you know, reorganize the hijackings of the moon programs. Okay. There's there's starseeds out there to talk about the moon chains and all this other stuff. It's like it's a reclamation, a reclaiming of not just the subconscious in that way, but also the feminine. Um, cycles, reclaiming the the womb space, you know, it's a way to get a lot of these shackles off of, you know, the way these different hijacks have played out within this realm. So um, I can't believe I, I can't believe I didn't was not going to say that. Yeah, this is, so this is one of the most, um, for me, significant pieces, because, um, you know, the rise of the feminine is necessary for the rise of the masculine and us reclaiming our reproduction, you know, the kinds of souls we bring that incarnate here on this planet, you know, us to have reclamation of that is huge, absolutely huge. I don't know if you guys have ever made this observation. I'm going to say it out loud. It might not be popular, but um, in my experience, especially when my kids were in school and I was experiencing a lot of other families. In my experience, what I observed is that there are a lot of people that should not be having children. There's a lot of people that should not be having children. And it's because they, they are abusive. They're, you know, they use their children. They're not, they, they don't have a good relationship with how to raise an innocent mind because of their own trauma drama. I'll, that's also, I'll say that about dog ownership too. There's most people should not be having pets because <laughs> they just don't know how to take care of their pets. And that's how it is with parents. They just don't know how to take proper care of their children, you know? And, um, and I'm saying that, and the reason why that's so is because of these hijackings that have happened within the feminine womb space via the moon programs, the womb space via the moon programs. Okay. So this is an opportunity to actually pull those, frequencies from the sun those encodements really high level rainbow iridescent dragon opalescent triple diamond uh frequencies encodements to pull them through the moon reinform reorganize it to be in alignment with our timeline of awakening and the liberation of the feminine womb space and this is a beautiful, beautiful opportunity because we won't, that'll help undo that whole, you know, poor raising of, of young ones, of our young minds, you know. When we give birth to energies that are twisted and not in harmonious with our energy, it's a huge stressor to raise the, the, the children that are not in a harmonic resonance with our heart and our soul. And that's part of what this hijacking was, was to bring um, souls not in harmonic resonance with the parents or the mother, at least, or the father or whatever. So it's just disharmony, disharmony, disharmony. This is why families fall apart because there's so much conflict versus if we are bringing souls into this reality who are fully aligned or in harmony with our heart's truth and with our spirit, then 
it's effortless to be in harmony and to do a, you know, do right by them as young ones, you know, to elevate them, the, you know, with all that they need, you know, giving them everything they need to find their purpose and, and live a happy, authentic life, you know. So adding that piece in there. All right. Is there anything else that I need to be adding in on this? I'm saying this out loud to you guys, but also to myself. Um, okay, nesting dolls of dragons. I have a story here. I'll end with a story. So we understand. Maybe, maybe hopefully it'll bring understanding. So as we wake up to these different, we'll say templates of consciousness that are our dragon levels. Yes, that does tie into the recalibration of the education system, Joanne. Absolutely. All right. So as we wake up to these nesting dolls of cosmic forces that, that we recognize as dragon consciousness and we embody them, what's cool about this is that we can actually be a part of grid work without being a part of the grid work. And, and what I mean is um, I had this experience where, you know, I've been doing this for a long time. I'm working with these dragon levels. I have, I have several different nesting dolls of dragons, of dragon consciousness, fully activated and, and engaged, let's say, in, in the, you know, within me in this realm. So, you know, cosmic, galactic, all these different nesting dolls. I have those, those um, templates active inside of my being, <clears throat> which is why I understand things on the, in the way that I do. But anyway, there are starseeds all over this planet doing grid work. And there was a particular starseed that I was aware of doing grid work. And I was like, oh, yeah, you know, that, that's cool. And um, I, I didn't necessarily resonate with, their, resonate with their style of grid work. But it was like, I mean, I absolutely respect it. It's good work. You know, that's great. Um, but I didn't continue to engage uh, with that style of grid with them, with the group and that style of, of grid work. But there's times when I'll just be driving down the road, I'll be just sitting here doing whatever, and boom, I'm there in the grid work activation stuff that they're doing without even realizing it. It's like I can feel the presence. I can feel the energy being called into the work that they're doing. And I remember thinking, like, how the heck is that happening? I'm not, I am not my ego driver. The individuation of who I think I am is not consciously trying to participate in that. How are they able to call on my frequency? Because it would also come in dream time, too. I'd feel it all happening in dream time. And what I realized was, is that they are tapping into certain levels of dragging consciousness that is alive inside of my being. And that's why I see, feel it. I see it. I feel it. I'm aware of it so freaking clearly. Now you might look at it as, you know, you know, being an unwillful participant, but that's not true. What it is is that they are tapping into that dragon consciousness that they are a part of too. We're all a part of it. We're all a part of it without exception. And they're pulling so much energy through that, that template of consciousness, it reaches a certain threshold where now I'm in it too. I'm just there. Here we are, you know. And of course, I'm always, it's always in my intention for the, for, um, I, I don't like the word highest, but it's always in my intention that truth prevails, compassion, love, forgiveness prevails, peace prevails, okay. And the reason why I don't like highest is because, I had a journey a while back. I was in meditation and I was just expanding. I was expanding, expanding, 
through, you know, through the galactic planes, through the um, super galactic clusters, through, you know, it's just expanding, expanding. Then I hit all that is and, and then the empty, the, the emptiness of, of the void. And then, you know, I, and then what I realized is that as I continue to expand, there's always more. It goes on infinitely. Our healing, our rec- our ability to reclaim ourselves is an infinite journey. It just keeps going and going and going. So when I say the word highest, it actually doesn't mean anything to me because there's no such thing. <laughs> there's no such thing to me. To me, there's no such thing. So I, um, I'm in the process of figuring out a, a wording that really works for the reality as I'm experiencing it. And highest just doesn't hit it. I say that out loud because maybe you guys, you guys might be in that, that awareness too. Highest doesn't mean anything. There's higher, you know, um, but my default is going to truth. You know, the true, the, the energy of what is the truth. Because that way that's, at, that's addressing everything that is in these nesting dolls that is in truth. Okay. And, and, and it's leaving out the distortions the reversals and all that other stuff. It's like those, those do not have a play here. Only what is in the truth, the truth for the spirit of Pachamama, the truth of my infinite nature, that kind of thing. Okay. <clears throat> there we go. Thank you everybody for being a part of this conversation. I hope you guys are able to make some time to sit in meditation and focus and take advantage of the um, solar eclipse this Saturday. Do consider everything that I talked about with that masculine energy. If you don't know where to begin, you begin with your father, your uncle, your brother, um, your significant other, and just bring them into a forgiveness practice. Any harms, any hurts, any heartache, any pain, any blame that you have for any of them, bring them into a forgiveness practice. That would be beautiful way to start a beautiful way to get going and being able to take advantage um, of pulling these these energies through and I'm saying pulling like this but really it's you know a revealing like this but you know however however that works for you all right guys thank you so much I shall see you next week bye-bye until next time